Welcome, everyone, to the Food, Farms, and Chefs radio show with restaurant industry author Kevin Wilson, highly acclaimed chef Gene Blum, and food photojournalist Amaris Pollock. Join them as they interview the biggest names in the restaurant industry, tell you about the latest food trends, and give you recipes and cooking tips too. So let's get the show started. Welcome to our listeners around the world via the podcast. Our listeners on our FM station in New York and our two Philadelphia radio stations. It's Tuesday evening drive time for you. We have a list of big name guests today. So let's get the show started. Hi, everyone. I want to welcome Tony Luke Jr. to Food Farms and Chefs. He is the owner of Tony Luke Jr.'s Cheesesteaks, which is a huge name in Philadelphia, as well as well as one of the inventors of the Round Dog, um, which is an amazing way to eat a hot dog on a hamburger bun so you don't have to worry about the buns and the dogs like being you know disproportionate um but he is also going to be joining us in atlantic city at bally's for a concert in one of the biggest foodie towns too because there's a lot to eat um and then you can go out to eat and go see his concert so tony thank you for joining us on our show Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk about the uh, Sound My Network, the foundation, the show, what we're doing. And I'm always down for talking about food. So, <laughs> Of course. Now, I know Gene wants to jump in because he has some, some relevant questions uh, regarding food, which will liaison into the concert. So I will hand it off to Gene. You got it. Hi, Gene. Tony, it's always a great pleasure to talk to you. One of the just most giving philanthropic people in the city of Philadelphia. And before I even get into food, I do want to talk a little bit about this concert, what it means to so many people and the great collaboration that's going on. So for our listeners out there, I'm going to start off with a little information. This is the Sound Mind Music Festival. It will be held at Bally's Atlantic City on the 26th of this month. Tickets are $50. How great is that? $50. All proceeds will be going to the Sound Mind Network, which helps individuals that are struggling with mental health, addiction issues, depression, and helps them through sponsoring their creative abilities and getting them involved in the arts. The best thing about this is the lineup. So yes, we have Tony Luke Jr. performing. We also have the Bacon Brothers, another great Philadelphia name. We have the Electric Queens, which are known sometimes as the Highway Women, out of Nashville. And we have Johnny Showcase from American Got Talent, all taking stage to benefit something that is so needed today. If anybody can argue that we you know, don't need increased mental health support, you're out of your mind. So... I'm urging people, tickets are available for the show still. There is a great auction that goes with it, and it's a great event, and we'll get back to more about that. But if you want to find out some immediate information, you can go to soundmindnetwork.org forward slash events. Buy your tickets right there. There's an option for a VIP party if you want. So many great things, and it's all going to be hosted by Philadelphia's own Bob Kelly. What a great, great combination of Philadelphia people coming together. So that leads me to the food part, Tony. Okay. I have, you know, I, 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 I promote you. 
Right. Kevin and, and Michael, great Philadelphia guys. Uh, we have a lot of mutual friends. They're just great people. You know, so many things they do for the city. Um, you know, are we bringing some Philadelphia-themed food down there for you guys? Is, you know, Tony Luke's going to be stepping up and doing the green rooms and, you know, what's going on? I mean, I know Kevin likes to eat. He eats a little healthier, but Kevin likes to eat. I think that the um, uh, the uh, Bally's Casino, which I want to give a massive shout out to Bally's in Atlanta City. They have been beyond incredible and generous and you know, they really believe in the cause and, and they've gone out of their way to help us. So, you know, my thing is, man, when people go out of their way to support a cause that affects everyone, please go out of your way and support them. And the venue we're playing in is absolutely, it's breathtakingly beautiful. Uh, it's the concert is going to be incredible. Their food is incredible. I'm not bringing the food. So Bally's uh, is going to do that. And they have a tremendous amount of great restaurants over there as well. And then you can get your fun in. You come, you help support, you see a concert. Then you go gamble and you get lucky and you win all the money back that you gave to support the foundation. So it's a break even for you because I know you're going to win while you're out there. But it, it we are in a period of the highest suicide rate ever overdose ever, mental health issues ever, depression ever. And it can't take a back seat anymore. It, we have to address this. And, you know, I, I get a chance to speak at a lot of places and talk to families who have lost children and families who have people that are struggling with addiction and mental health and trauma. And a lot, a lot of people that are dealing with that can't express themselves. It becomes very difficult because of the stigma. They're afraid that they're going to be judged or people are going to say things about them and they kind of hide it and they, they, they lock it away. With music therapy, what I love most about music therapy and art therapy, they'll get a chance to let it out almost as if they're a third person where it's coming out through the music, not through them. It's coming out through the sketching and the painting or the poetry or we, we you know we're partnered up with Say with Clay, which is an amazing organization where you make you make these clay pots and and you make clay figures and and plates and all of these amazing things, and you can get it out because what I've learned going through the tragedies is addiction. See, people look at addiction as this entity unto itself, and it is not. Addiction is nothing more than self-medicating an issue that is difficult for you to deal with, whether it be mental health, trauma, depression, uh, any, any of those things. It's just mental health. Like, look, I'm, I'm telling you, I have self-medicated my entire life with food. It is still the same thing. We're medicating with things that bring us comfort so that we can't, we don't have to deal with the issue at hand because it's so painful to do that. So music is energy. All types of music is all energy. And that energy can lift you up. That energy can bring you down. That energy can make you angry. It can make you happy. It's the gamut of emotions. And you don't even have to know the language in which music is being sung in because it's universal. It's a feeling. It's not a language. It's a feeling. It's a language unto itself that everyone can understand. And 
this cause to put people through music therapy, to put them through art therapy, my goal has always been the same. I don't want any other parent to feel the pain that I felt. Yeah. I don't want any other human being to feel the pain that my son felt. And we do that by getting involved. And I appreciate both of you putting me on the show so much to give me a voice to explain that to people so that, that we, they realize that these are children, they're fathers and brothers and sisters and spouses and partners. They're human beings that are not getting high. They're self-medicating. They don't need to get clean. They need to get well. There's a big difference, even in the way we speak about it. There, there is a huge difference. Um, now, everything, you like, you know, it's great because music art, artistry and, and whatnot kind of brings everybody together. But, you know, so does food. Have you guys, you know, ever thought to branch out and, you know, because baking in particular, if you like have to bake something and like decorate a cake, you have to use, you know, utilize an art level of artistry there. Have you guys ever reached out and tried to, uh, or consider bringing, you know, that the culinary world into this healing process? Well, the cul culinary world is art. I mean, it is an art. It is, a, it is a means to express yourself through food being the medium. So yes, we have, we're just, you know, right now we're crawling. And we're trying to get our feet together to start walking and then start running. But I intend absolutely to incorporate food and, you know, teaching how to cook and expressing, uh, you know, it's all part of expression. But to, the long winded answer was, yes, I, I absolutely am, am thinking, not thinking, am going to do that. Right now, we're just trying to just do little steps at a time to and raise money. We can't do anything without money. Nothing gets done without money. We truly need that. I, I understand, Tony, completely. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I had an opportunity to be part of an organization called Band of Brothers that was doing music therapy for veterans. Yes, I know. An amazing concert in Philadelphia. And I was so blessed to see you know, these wonderful professional musicians teaming up with vets that were going through, you know, post-traumatic stress, depression, and they were expressing themselves through music. So I have so much respect for what you're doing and what the music world is doing. I, too, have suffered like you. I have lost two brothers to addiction. I understand what that pain is. It's a terrible, terrible thing. Um, you know, huge advocate for it. So what you guys are doing, I know, is only a... a a toehold because you do nothing small. And then when you get the support of the Bacon Brothers behind you and, you know, people are jumping on board, this is going to grow and it's going to be a magnificent thing. So I encourage anybody, you have an opportunity here to be part of something that's a first, to come out to this concert and support and see the first. So when this is something that's going much bigger, you can tell people, I was there that day when it all began, when all that happened. You know, it's a, it's a great, great opportunity for so many people. Um, and I know that there will be a lot of food, a lot of things going on in the future uh, from Soundmind for that. So, you know, I, I, I truly am, uh, you know, honored to have you with us today to talk about that. And, and, you know, and Kevin and Michael, who are two amazing guys themselves. So, you know, they're everything that you're doing. Um, 
So what are you going to be doing that night? Tell us, are you going to give us a little insights on your performance? I am performing, yes. Um, I think I'm the second act up. Um, there'll be four acts. I'm the second up. Um, I, I'm doing three songs. Uh, I have released the album Strong and Broken Places, and it, it, it did really well, and it actually got picked up by a bigger label. So what they wind up doing was pulling the album off of all streaming services because it's with a new label now and they're releasing one song at a time. So I think July 25th will be the release of the single and the video. One more night will be the first track because one more night really resonated with so many people because of COVID because so many people were unable to be with their loved one when they passed. So, you know, the song is about, you know, wanting to have one more night to say goodbye. But as 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 depressing as that sounds, it is a positive song at the end. It truly lets you understand that as long as they're inside of you, you you don't have to say goodbye or you can say goodbye whenever you want to. It, it's about here. You know, you didn't really lose that chance to say goodbye because they're inside of you, not not in front of you. So the thing, though, that I got to be honest, that bothered me a little bit was that when the album came out a lot of people didn't even want to listen to it or play it or put it on playlists because it was basically like oh now the cheesesteak guy wants to be a musician or he wants to be a songwriter and I try to tell people I have only been doing food since excuse me since 1992 I have been a musician my entire life First spec deal was with AM Records, then Island Records. I wrote for people in the 80s. I'm a singer, songwriter, musician before I'm ever anything that has to do with food. It's just fortunately, not unfortunately, but fortunately, the food is what really, really took off and became very prominent. And it, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Like, it's beautiful that I get to go on and speak because people know Tony Luke. And they know Tony Luke Jr. for the food. Uh, and they're really surprised when they listen to the music. And they're like, who is that? What? Who wrote that? So that's, that's a good thing. But then the downside is there's so many people that will just dismiss it and not give it a listen, thinking it's some kind of a vanity project for me to, oh, now he wants to be a musician. I've, I found it's very difficult for people to understand that someone doesn't have to be in one box. They're like, well, wait a minute. He's a musician, he does food. Well, he does acting, right? Yeah, he does acting. He's a screenwriter, yeah. So he does the speaking. So what they think with all of that is, oh, well then he's probably not good at any of it because no one does all those things. And I, I try to tell kids when I speak with them, don't allow life to put you in a box. Do what you enjoy. And if you, even if you're a little good at it, you'll touch people and it will make a difference. I hate being put in a box. I can't stand it. I, I agree. And having spent 15 years in a classroom teaching high school students, you know, it's so important that we tell, you know, we teach kids it's okay to go find their own way and to you know, find what they're comfortable with and they're strong with. And it might be a little bit different. Um, you know, so we really need to focus on, you know, giving that message to everybody that 
you know, you're not just a singular thing. You're not just a, a cook. You know, you're a lot of different things. You have a lot of facets. And that's one of the things I respect the most about you. I know enough about your background to know that you were doing a lot of things before the food. And while people know you for Tony Luke Jr., you know, your career goes way back before that in different ways. And it's a really wonderful thing. How did you get involved in Sound Mind? Okay, I'm trying to make this as quick as possible. So when my son passed away, I kind of understood, really understood the pain that my son was going through. You know, the first thing parents said to me was, uh, wh why would they do this to me? Why wasn't my love good enough? Why couldn't I get them to stop? And they don't understand that when you're dealing with a pain or an issue that is unbearable to make even breathing possible, you, you either, you want to medicate or you want it to stop. And all I wanted to do was die. To be very honest, I just wanted to die. It is, a, it, if you've never lost a child, it is a pain that is indescribable and you just want it to stop. I have two other children that I love. I have people in my life that I love, but I just wanted the pain to stop. And a dear friend of mine, Dan Morrow, who unfortunately we lost during COVID last year, uh, gave, brought a keyboard over and he said, Tony, why don't you start writing music again? And I'm like, I don't want it. I just, I just want to crawl in the hole and die. And then one morning I woke up and I started to play and I felt the pain going from my soul and my heart into my fingers. And I just hit a chord and it was like, wow. It was like, and then I thought, okay, my music is going to be different now. I'm going to be writing about things that make a difference, writing about things that are hopeful and telling stories. And I called Joe Niccolo. Well, actually, I got a hold of Joe Niccolo. And if you don't know who Joe Niccolo is, he was listening. They call him Joe the Butcher Niccolo. He was partners in Rough House Records. Joe has nine Grammys. You know, he's done Lauren Hill. He did Billy Joel's River of Dreams. He is one of the greatest mixers, but he's an amazing human being. And we sat down and we talked and I told him how music had saved my life and kept me from, from doing something very stupid and, and removing myself from someone's life. Actually, stupid is a bad word. It's not stupid. I, it prevented me from committing something that would, 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 would leave people behind who love me to have to deal with that pain. So, uh, so he said, what do you want to do? I said, why don't we get together and put together something that can use music therapy? And he was like, I'm on board. I'll get all my contacts. We'll do the albums here. We'll do the music. And then we brought in Joseph Giacomo, who is amazing. He works with Wells Fargo to do the financial end of things. And then we brought in uh, Jill Pavel, who has heart songs music to to just get groups together and, and help with the show. And then we brought in my buddy, my brother, one of the most brilliant men I've ever known, John Moser. And then John Moser came in to kind of put and coordinate everything together. And then iHeartRadio came in and Matt Shaw and just this amazing family and Bally's. And that's how it came to be. And it, it's been a long road, you know, trying to raise money because, you know, people here, People hear addiction and the first thing they think of, sadly, is, well, it's a choice and it's not. It's just self-medicating, uh, you know, the bigger issue. And it was like really pulling teeth, trying to get people to go, no, 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 listen to me. Hear me out. You're looking at it incorrectly. And we're starting to really make headway through the music. And that's how it came to be. You know, it was a phone call to Joe and then it went to Joseph Giacomo and then uh, John Moser and then Jill. And it kind of just 
it snowballed. And we had other people prior to that, too, that were amazing, great people that came in and helped volunteer in the beginning while they had a regular job and still doing this. So we've gone through so many amazing people that are still involved and want to get involved. And it all came from uh, a, an older gentleman going to the store and he said, Tony, I, I'm, I heard about your son. I'm very sorry. And he said, uh, do you mind if I ask how he passed? Was it cancer? And I said, no, he overdosed. And he got really upset and he was like, damn, he said, that, that really upsets me. Why they do it? And I just thought, wow, I wasn't mad at him, but I thought, wow, this is the way they looked at my son every day. This is the look that they had on their face when they looked at him. And I thought, I need to break this stigma. I need to get people to understand that this is not the way it is. These people are struggling with, uh, with, with issues that you can't even begin to conceive unless you're going through it. And that's what sparked it. I, I, I completely, completely agree with you. The message you're putting out is wonderful. As we're getting close on time, I really want to go over the details one more time for all our listeners. Sound Mind Music Festival, Healing Through Their Art, hosted by Bob Kelly. It is the 26th of June, just a little over a week away. Uh, it is a 6 to 10 event. Uh, general admission is 7 o'clock. There's a VIP party prior to that. Tickets are $50. You can't Get a show for $50 today. You can get, barely get a couple beers for $50 today. <laughs> 21, and over, 21 and over show. You can get tickets on the soundmindnetwork.org forward slash events. You can also go to the Food Farms and Chefs uh, Facebook page, the Food Farms and Chefs Instagram page. There is information about the show on there you can click on the little qsr code take you right to buying tickets please come out support the amazing work that tony luke's doing the amazing effort the baker brothers are doing the electric queens everybody who is involved tony thank you so much for what you're doing we greatly appreciate it we love you so much and for telling your story because everybody needed to hear it well, right back at you. Thank you so much. But one one change, I think doors open. General admission opens at 730, if I'm not mistaken. People can, okay. I'm sure they're going to let people in sooner. But I think everyone, 730 is when they, everyone will take their seats and get ready. And <laughs> show will start at 8 o'clock. All right. Thank you. We can't wait to see you. Same here. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. God bless. Take care, everyone. All right. Tune in to Dining on a Dime to hear from Gene Blum, our chef, educator, consultant, and historian. You can find him across social media at ibfoodie2 or Gene Blum at ibfoodie2 at yahoo.com. And you can also tune in to listen to Amaris Pollock and find her across social media at arpolocktus at gmail.com. And we're back. Chef Gene, introduce us to your fabulous guest. Well, if there's a special event in America happening, our next guest probably has either been involved or is involved. It's a great pleasure to welcome one of our regular guests, Rocco Galelli of Innovative Catering Concepts to Food Farms and Chefs. Rocco, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, guys. It's a pleasure to be back on this station uh, with you guys. I love this show. 
You guys have shown me nothing but love, and uh, I greatly appreciate it. So, Rocco, you know, the summer that we're coming out of COVID and everything going on, you've been a really pretty busy guy lately, and uh, especially in Philadelphia, but I know you were down as barefoot a little bit. You've been involved in a lot of different things. Uh, you're gearing up for Welcome America here on the 4th of July. But right now, the city of Philadelphia is doing a really cool little project out in front of the Art Museum on Eakins Oval that you're deeply involved in. Tell us a, a little bit about what's happening down there on the Oval. Well, the Oval XP, or the Oval Experience, is back bigger and better than ever. Um, obviously, the Parks and Recreation has done activations there uh, for the last few years. And um, this year, uh, Innovative Catering, or um, I am very honored to be a part of the food programming for um, this event. They brought in the, the largest mobile Ferris wheel um, in America. Uh, it's giving you like unbelievable, never-before-seen views of the city, of the parkway. Um, at dusk, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, we have there's family-friendly programming. You have golf courses down there. They're bringing a virtual reality domes. Uh, there's books and instruments that the kids can play with for outdoor reading or from the different music carts. Every Wednesday night, there's a concert. There, it's it's boasting to have one of the largest city-owned or city-run beer gardens. Uh, Milk Boy is taking care of that. They got 24 taps of local craft breweries on 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 tap. Um, they're open Wednesday through Sunday. I mean, it's just, I don't know if you've had an opportunity to be down there, but the experience w between the art, the music, the entertainment is absolutely out of this world. I, I did have a great opportunity to be down there over the weekend. I'll tell you what a great family experience it was. You know, we're just, you know, a group of friends hanging out in the beer garden, but there are you know, places to lay down. There's all kinds of furniture everywhere. There's tables throughout the whole area. And one of the things I loved is that I could sit down at the table. There's a simple scan code right there on the table. I could pull up a menu and have beverages or food delivered to my table and really loved the menu that was going on. It was taste of Philadelphia kind of thing, you know, so I'm assuming you, uh, decided on that menu and created that menu. Tell us uh, some of the things that we could try out while we're down there. Well, we're featuring, um, in order to pair it properly with the offerings that Milk Boy uh, and the Beer Garden are doing, we're featuring a lot of, uh, we'll say almost like tapas or bar food. Uh, we're offering um, cheesesteak sliders. We're offering uh, beef and turkey sliders. Uh, our we're doing uh, one of our signature arancini balls, which is an Italian rice ball. Um, we have our Philly Fry uh, offerings. Uh, we're introducing this week funnel cake French fries with pie topping, either peach or cherry or, or warm apple topping. Um, we have a fabulous quinoa bowl with uh, lentils, roasted peppers, uh, hummus, and black, uh, black olives. So it's a, it's a pretty eclectic menu that we're putting together, but it's a lot of fun, and it's, a, it's serving really well with the crowd. We have some kid-friendly stuff, naturally, with some tenders. And, uh, you know, you're grabbing a brew, grabbing something small to eat, some small bites. There's a, um, a festival fun uh, 
uh, food that's on location that's being offered. And we're also going to introduce every weekend and on Wednesday nights uh, different food trucks to come in besides what the staples are. This way we can get some uh, diversity in our menu, some other feels that are being brought in there. And uh, it's just a, it's a great, great chill place to be. Well, you know, what a what a wonderful thing. I was down there and the Arancini balls we have. What I really like there were three flavors of them, which is you know, something that, you know, is not normal. And one of them was a chicken parmesan, which was just out of this world. Of course, a traditional one, but, you know, really, you know, that, that good tapas-style food going on with all that. It seemed like everybody was really having a good time. Uh, the staff was really friendly, and it was just a, a wonderful feel. A lot of people just really enjoying a great Saturday afternoon, you know, for that. So, what is the summer of 2022 like for innovative catering concepts? Besides any events you do all over the country. <laughs> well, we've been blessed that um, since COVID has subsided somewhat, um, our on-location uh, event business has uh, really uh, sparked up. Uh, we have the privilege right now of being the producers for all things food for Welcome America. Um, we kicked it off yesterday uh, on Sunday for with the uh, Juneteenth celebration at the African American Museum. Uh, we're doing some outreach at the Cherish Hill Playground up in, uh, with Einstein this coming uh, Tuesday. We're doing the Rocky movie on Wednesday. So all things Welcome America involving food and or activity we're involved with. Uh, we're very excited to be the uh, caterer for the Welcome uh, America Wawa Picnic, um, the Wawa Family Day. We've been blessed to be able to serve all the uh, employees of Wawa, and we're going to kick it up a notch um, on the parkway with a couple vending spots and help out the um, – VIP section behind the stage for the uh, great concert that's coming on the 4th. And then we're getting ready to load up um, early August. We are going to uh, back to Iowa to do Field of Dreams for the Major League Baseball. Uh, we're setting up for the Fish Festival in uh, August down at the shore in Atlantic City, the Jeep Invasion in Wildwood, uh, the Tidal Wave event in, in Atlantic City, Plus, uh, our venue over in uh, Williamstown has been doing great. And, you know, hopefully cap it off with Made in America at the end of the summer, along with the Oval on a regular basis. So we're busy, thank God. And uh, I'm blessed to still be in business. We made it through COVID. And I'm just happy to be able to support my team, uh, especially my core team and my family, and still do good business. So we're very thankful. And does your family even recognize you at this point in time after that whole list? I um I usually don't see my family from uh the second week or third week in March till usually the first week in October. Um they uh they wonder if I'm home on a weekend what I'm doing or uh why I'm there or if something's wrong. So I reach my innovative limit some days and I just go home and uh, chill out. So Yeah, I, I could understand after everything that's going on there. So when you were talking about Wawa Welcome America, you're talking about the Wawa family picnic, and you're talking about backstage, and you're talking about concessions, and you're talking about, you know, all the different things you're, you're looking at. Rough estimate within, you know, 1,000, 2,000. How many meals do you think you're doing that day? On the 4th of July? 
We calculated that on the 4th of July, we probably do somewhere in excess of 12,000 meals. or We touch 12,000 different people just on that day alone. Wawa picnics, 3,000. Backstage is usually 1,000, and we usually touch about 8,000 people between all our activations on the street along with all our uh, all our different um, uh, different locations for off-premise on the 4th of July because a lot of people want to have picnics on 4th of July too, so... We probably employ, you know, quite a few lot of uh, quite a few people as far as independent contractors that day, and a lot of moving parts. And how long does it take you to produce something like that? Uh, we've already we started we start beginning of June laying the groundwork, lining up people to work, and then as far as the menus are concerned, um, we've already started bringing it in because there's always staffing is always an issue storage or being able to uh, cold storage to be able to store everything property and activate it all once it's prepped and ready to go it it's, it takes a lot so you know the week between or week leading up to 4th of July we're probably every everybody on the team's uh, 80 to 100 hours in easily and then 4th of July is every bit of a 22 hour day so yes i've i've witnessed a few of them in my career and you know know a little bit about what what that's like. It's an amazing thing. So Wawa, Welcome America, when you talk about doing the Wawa picnic, you're doing a picnic for a company that specializes in food service. And that's what kind of logistics have to go into that? I mean, I, I would assume that they're very, very particular about a lot of different things and you know, very focused on, you know, obviously sanitation and things like that. Is that are there special obstacles to come with doing an event like that? Well, we try to work very closely with their QC department, um, and that's one of the reasons why we get it every year. Um, they come out to my commissary over in New Jersey, um, and they do a personal inspection uh, as if they're their own board of health. Um, it's we, the Wawa QC. They're actually due tomorrow to come in and uh, inspect our kitchen, our storage, our practices, our best practices. We go through the allergens and ingredients on every item that they order. Um, we work closely with their events team as well as their QC team to make sure that we transport it properly, how we're transporting it, how we're bringing it up to temperature, how we're serving it, how long we're leaving it out for. And we have all the best practices in place for large event catering. And, you know, we're thankful that uh, year after year we're able to uh, – offer the Wawa people um, something that they don't normally get on a regular basis uh, at the store. But the more and more Wawa offers, the less and less I get to serve. <laughs> yes, that is that is so true. I mean, they're, they're, you know, such, go from pizza to pasta to you know, burgers and everything else. And they seem to be able to do that, that pretty well. So you know, I give them credit on that. But I know that you know innovative catering concepts takes it up a whole different notch. So how many food trucks you got on the road right now? Um, we're blessed to have um, in our control about nine different trucks. Um, we primarily are doing catering with them. And um, we have brands like Philly Fry and Philly Goodfellas and Philadelphia Eats are some of the brands that we support. Um, we have one of our flagship uh, units down at the Oval that's parked there, and it's a permanent um, special event type unit so we uh you know we've we have been able to uh support our team and through the 
um, comeback of COVID. A lot of corporate events are coming back, but they still kind of don't want to all be indoors, so we're able to do a lot more business outdoor. Now, when you're handling vaccines, VIP for, you know, Welcome America, is that doing a lot of individual stuff, or is it a very large party, or, you know, what what's that like? Um, the Welcome America backstage support is more uh, for the VIPs and um, the uh, mayor and his guests and a lot of, a lot of the other uh, city of Philadelphia dignitaries, and um, you would think that they would be pretty um, – pretty particular about what their menu is but to be honest with you they go with a, just a regular down-home barbecue we do burgers we do dogs um we offer them you know some special uh little treats in that respect but it's uh you know very very humble and uh everybody seems to enjoy it and they kind of like the uh every if it's uh, crazy hot like it was last year everybody likes the ice cream so we're good and it is the Fourth of July, so burgers and dogs and simple things like that, you know, go a real long way, and you know, just a wonderful opportunity to enjoy a little bit of that on the Fourth of July. So, so this will be your second year going out to Field of Dreams, if I'm correct. Yes, the inaugural season was, or the inaugural game was uh, last year. It was canceled in 2021. I mean, 2020. It was canceled. That was supposed to be the first year's. Uh, activation. Last year was our first year of actually doing the activation out in Iowa. Um, we were blessed to do everything, and um, it was great. I think we did something like 22 different events in 10 different locations all on game day, uh, besides everything else that we did. Um, we had some uh, some casualties as we were out there. A couple guys got hurt. So when we're uh, when you're a couple states over and a guy gets hurt, we uh, we leave him down on the ground, pick take the money out of their pockets and keep on working. We don't have much of a choice. We kind of just roll them over into the, into the grass and keep going. But, um, we are, lots of cornfields are for lots of, lots of cornfields, but no, we're, we're going out. We're excited about this year. They added a minor league game on Tuesday, August 9th. The major league game is going to be on Thursday, August 11th. And, um, we're, we're very excited about going back and, uh, the experience is, is just one of the most humbling experiences I've been since serving the Pope is being on that field and the cornfields and just, you know, reminiscing about the movie and, and being a part of just like everybody's uh, history, especially if you're a sports fan. So I know that can get innovative catering content out the there event. How people can get hold of you and follow you and find out what's going on because uh, you don't really uh, say no unless it's absolutely impossible. Well, um, our office phone number is 856-740-3352. Our website is ICC Catering, so that would be three C's, ICC Catering, C-A-T-E-R-I-N-G.com. And you could always uh, send us an email at info at uh, ICCCatering.com. Rocco, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, I guess, you know, sometime after Field of Dreams or Fourth of July or something, we'll uh, be touching base again. It's always a pleasure to have you on Food Farms and Chefs. Thank you for joining us and telling us all the great things that will be happening in the city coming up and about the Oval. Uh, For those people listening, 
you need to go down. I stopped down the other day. It's a fantastic experience. What a great way to spend a day with friends or family. I just want to say, Gene, it's a pleasure to be on this broadcast, uh, to share the company with people like uh, tent icon Jason Campisi and the work that he does with South Jersey Party Rentals, and to be with my buddy Tony Luke Jr. as he and the Bacon Brothers uh, support a great cause this coming weekend. It's, I mean, I'm honored to be on the show, but to be in the company of these, these two icons in the industry, I greatly appreciate it. Our pleasure. Thank you so much, sir. You guys got it. Thank you very much, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye now. Thank you, Rocco. Let's take a break, and we'll be right back. To become a sponsor of our show and have your business or event promoted on every single podcast platform, two Philadelphia radio stations on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. evening drive time, an FM station in New York, send us an email to either foodfarmsandchefs at yahoo.com or diningonadime at yahoo.com. And we're back, Chef Gene. Introduce us to your fabulous guest. Well, one of the key parts of the events industry is tenting and rental. And there are very few companies that are of the caliber of South Jersey Park Rental in Pennsylvania, New Jersey. So it's a great honor to welcome the owner and the you know, senior manager of South Jersey Party Rental, Jason Campisi, to Food Farms and Chefs. Jason, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you, Gene? I'm outstanding, sir. I'm outstanding. How are you? I, I think you had a little bit of a busy weekend this weekend, right? A little bit, a little bit. We're just uh, in the middle of breaking down the Barefoot Country Music Festival. I'm getting properly exfoliated on the beach here with all the sand blowing around. So, uh, working on my uh, my farmer sand. <laughs> so, Barefoot Country Music Festival. You did attending and a lot of the sculptures and the design. I mean, that has to be a logistical nightmare, I would my expertise. No doubt. But how long of a project, when did that all begin, and, and what does it take to do, I don't know, what is it, 15 acres, 20 acres? I don't know. Yeah, we're between Adventure Pier and Mori Pier. Uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of steps, no doubt about that. It's uh, quite a quite a large field. Um, we started in the uh, in the winter time. We engaged sometime, I believe it was around February. And uh, once we went to contract, we uh, you know started in on last year's plan so we could study it and start to understand what was involved and starting to get the timelines for the expectations of certain uh, people uh, in the city of Wildwood and uh, doing soil tests. So you know, one thing you know, I, I don't like to cut corners, and we we're putting up tents that can certainly uh, you know hurt people or kill people. So we, we came out here in the spring and actually did soil studies with uh, Losberger Manufacturing for our large structures and uh, used something called a dynamometer to make sure that we were getting the holding power in the sand so that I could have peace of mind when the storms rolled in Friday night that all these tents would stay in place as they very well did. Um, so that was something that we, we got very deeply involved in. Um, and, you know, I had my crew leads looking at, you know, the amount of time that we think that we would take to install the job and, you know, double that <laughs> when you get to the practical part. And uh, gaming out, you know, it was a six tractor trailer loads and about 20 box trucks, 26 foot box trucks that all landed here on a beach that you cannot drive around on trucks, as 
most people would uh, <laughs> say, are you nuts? So, yes, the, the city of Wildwood cleared us out of pass down the side of Adventure Pier. We unloaded all the vehicles, and then we took uh, four all-terrain vehicles and went across the field distributing everything and uh, putting it all up. So it was, a, it was quite an undertaking to move everything, no doubt about it, Gene. Well, you know, very few companies can really handle something of that caliber. It made out the way that you do. Um, you know, this is a very interesting time of the world right now to be in the tenting business. People, you know, coming through COVID, tents became very much in demand, and people were still doing a lot, you know, a lot of tenting at all. Uh, you know, what's the market out like there? How far out in advance are people booking and, and needing to book tents? And you know, what's what's the logistics involved right now? I mean, we, uh, geez, we, we even changed our voicemail as much as that pains me to say, just telling people that we were not taking any more uh, business for the month of June, and that, that happened in April. Um, besides this, this festival here, just the backlog of weddings and special events that, uh, you know, needed to be cleared was just unbelievable. It, it has been as relentless as I've ever seen it in my 25 years of doing it. Uh, I would say if you're not booking something in September and October now, uh, you are really running a risk because you wait another couple weeks, and most companies that are the best and the most reputable will be stopping taking work again. You know, and that leads me to something I've always said about the tent rental business, and I've always had, you know, the motto that you only need a tent in the worst possible conditions, and in the worst possible conditions, don't you want the very best tents? And you talked a lot about what it, you know, it's not just going in and staking up a tent. What does it take for somebody that, you know, I want to throw a tent up in my backyard or I want to throw a tent up in the field? You know, what else has to be considered when you're doing that? Well, I mean, you know, it, we live in a world where we order everything online and everything is, uh, you know, instant gratification. And so with something like this, you just can't plan it like that. It takes time and effort. You need to understand the needs of the client, how many people are coming, uh, fire code, building code, depending on what's, uh, what's involved, what municipality you're dealing with. Uh, you need to survey the property properly. So, I mean, most of our calls start with, hey, you know, Gene, what are you having? You're having a wedding at your home. What style of event are you having? Is it buffet? Is it served? You know, is it a station? So we go off some square foot per person rules that account for not only the fire code compliance, but also just successful execution of an event. Then we uh, grab somebody's address off of Google Earth typically, take a look to see what, you know, what your yard measures. I mean, you might need a 50 by 100 foot tent and you might have a postage stamp for a backyard. So we do a lot of feasibility on the phone with our, with our event consultants. Uh, once we do that, we craft a budgetary quote for our clients, and if they choose to uh, engage with us, then we go to their home and do the consultation to make sure that we can meet their expectations and also use our expertise of, you know, uh, driveways, uh, you know, uh, uh, pools, landscaping, other challenges that they're not thinking about that they need a reputable business to uh, advise them about. So it, there's a lot to it, no doubt about it. It is not something you can put in an Amazon cart and uh, push a button and have come over to your home. And in addition to that, you're doing China glassware, silver equipment, uh, you know, everything possible, portable bars, tables, chairs, and so much more. I mean, you know, how big is your warehouse? How, how much inventory do you carry? Oh, geez. I mean, we do we do 2,500 events a year out of our location. We are, uh, I think we're at about 35,000 square foot. I am uh, 
I use every cubic inch of that building. We we pack it in. We also have a yard outside. Um, we have a uh, in the middle of our building. We kind of call it our car wash with all the wear washing for the china and all the ballroom chairs that come through. So, uh, and then the uh, the new part of the space that uh, you saw has all of our tent washing machine and hanging points so that we can maintain our inventory to uh, to our standard. So it's a there's a lot that goes into it, and uh, there's six different departments that specifically handle different functions of our business, prep in and out those pieces so that they land in our dock and they're landing there accurately and uh, you know, that the quality control can be maintained. That's very important to my father and I. If you had a little bit of advice to give to consumers who were looking to uh, you know, do an event and needing a tent or rental, what would that advice be? Well, certainly call very far in advance. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And I think really just, you know, go through what's going on with your event with the event company that you're dealing with. Tell them those those details. Those details will come, and, and you know, Gene, you've done many years in events. Those details will haunt you if you don't discuss them in advance. You know, we're all working towards the same cause, and what that is is making sure that everybody has a successful party um, and, and sharing the, the, the full scope and the full information about the event so that we can craft it to your need. It's really important. You know, it's really, really important. One of the, the things that people really don't take into consideration is the expertise of the rental company like you. And, and again, I, I go back to there's, you know, a lot of different companies out there. There's, you know, ABC, XYZ, one, two, three, you know, there's all the types of rental companies. And I have clients who say, well, I can go to one, two, three and get it you know, cheaper, why do I have to go to, you know, South Jersey party rental and, and maybe their prices are a little bit higher, you know? Um, and I, and I often tell them, you know, really it's the details that matter. It's the permits that matter. It's, you know, did they do, you know, the proper permitting? Did they anchor the tents correctly or are they weeded? You know, is everything done to a, a safety uh certifications and that's one of the things i know you're big on you know where do you get all those things from where, where does that knowledge and that and those guidelines come from are they state or are they federal or you know all those things that go into consideration well sure i mean especially being in the tri-state area we have you know jurisdictions of you know all, all of pennsylvania and each one of their individual towns new jersey as well as uh, the state of delaware they are all following um at some points, uh, different versions of the International Fire Code and different versions of the International Building Code, those things get adopted at a state level, and then they are actually uh, you know, ratified in each municipality who can make adjustments to it. So you really do need to pay attention to those things. And, of course, you know, if nobody shows up or nobody calls or, you know, uh, has an issue or an inspection or nothing goes wrong, you, you can cheat and get away with it. But, um, you know, when you're out here, you know, dealing with 70 mile an hour winds, you better put up tents that can withstand that. You better make sure that you've tested the anchoring and know that it can withstand it. And, uh, you know, not a lot of companies do those things. I belong to the American Rental Association, as well as the uh, IFAI tent rental division. It's uh, our, our national for industrial fabrics. Um, they, they, oh my gosh, they do uh, studies with different universities for how the wind affects tents and you know, uh, what you're doing when you're making your calculations on, you know, hey, I can only stake this angle and not that. 
it's boring stuff, but it can kill your family and friends, and that's uh, something that, you know, I don't want to have sleepless nights about. I want to make sure that we're taking care of everybody. And, you know, and the other things that make a difference is caring about the training, caring about the quality, buying the tent washing machine that costs $75,000 to make sure the tent's not filthy, you know, having crew trained that are, uh, you know, care about this. We have, you know, tons of people that have been with us over 10 years. They care about the party. They care about the experience. They feed their family. You need to pay people well to keep them around. And this is something that people uh, underestimated. It is like construction. And the injuries can happen or can be gruesome. And you need to make sure that you're, uh, you know, you're doing the right thing by your people, by your team, by your clients. So it's, it, we do take it very seriously, you know. And we don't, you know, back in the day, the water barrels and all the other things, you know, a water barrel, I can take the smallest person on my team and we can push it across a parking lot. What do you think is going to happen when you have a 2,400-square-foot sale um, and it's just held down by plastic on a smooth surface of blacktop? Uh, it can be catastrophic. So Absolutely. Absolutely. So where could people find out uh, more about your product line, uh, reach out to uh, look for tents in the fall and, and moving into next year as they start to discuss weddings, learn more about your services. Yeah, I mean, you can find us on our website, sjparty.com. That's S-J-P-A-R-T-Y. I refuse to change the name, although we do a ton of events in Philadelphia. I'm <laughs> a proud Jersey boy. And, um, you know, you go there, you can check out our Facebook and our Instagram. They're all linked from our website. Those will show you some of the uh, beautiful events that we, we do. Uh, give you ideas. Uh, there's no need to reinvent the wheel. We've we've seen an awful lot. Like I said, 2,500 events a year. Um, you know, you start to get good at doing this, and uh, we're you know we can help people out, get their vision, and make their vision become reality. Last question for you: Did you get to stay and see the show? Sure did. Saw our church. Came there with uh, Amy, Rosa, and Ashley from our sales team, and we. Uh, our uh, client gave us the super duper VIP treatment. We were perched about 12 feet over top of everybody. Um, we were stage right, and uh, Ashley got to go all the way up. And she said she even got to touch Eric Church. So uh, we made we made somebody's day. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You know, as you know, Susan is jealous. Jason, it's always oh, yeah. a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, you know, and find out about what's what's in the world of tents and, and events and rental and things like that. And we look forward to having you back with us. Absolutely, we'd love to join you again. Thank you, Jason. Thank You're you, quite Jason. Welcome. Thank you. All right, you have a good day. PhillyRestaurantReviews.com for all information about the show. Emerald's Park. You can find me across social media. I'm at ARPolitics. And if you'd like to be a sponsor of the show, email me at ARPolitics at gmail.com. Chef Gene. You can find me across social media at foodie 2 or at GBLOM, where you can email me directly at IBFOODIE, the number two at yahoo.com. Have a fabulous week, everybody. Eat, enjoy. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.